All right. Hey, guys. Uh, surprise, me and Taylor checking in with you guys. Hey. Um, we just wanted to talk about s- something that we're going to be doing. Um, right now, it is uh, July 30th, and we're soon to be dropping this episode into your ear holes. And uh, me and Taylor are getting together next Friday to do a one-day game jam. Um, Taylor, go ahead and explain a little bit about this. Yeah, so there's not really a, a game jam going on that day. Uh, we're, we decided to actually create our own game jam. And the idea that we've come up with is creating a, a, a game about one mechanic. So uh, just a simple thing. It could be like, you know, tapping the screen on your phone or, you know, like a endless runner where you're just jumping over objects or whatever. Um, but keep it simple, self-contained. Uh, so that you can finish the game in, in one day. Rhett and I are starting at probably 8 a.m., finishing around 5 or 6 p.m., calling it a day. Hopefully, we'll have something complete that we can put up on an app store. So we just want you guys to uh, do it with us if if you're inclined. And uh, if you do, submit it. We're, we're setting up an itch.io uh, game jam for it. So submit it, and we'll play your game, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So it should be fun. Yeah, guys, let's let's just make this a bona fide game jam orgy. You're gonna be jamming games in all the holes. Oh God, uh, you guys could check it out. Uh, just go to itch.io forward slash forward slash jam forward slash one dash mechanic dash game dash jam. <laughs> Should I say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Thanks. Itch.io forward slash jam forward slash one. Not the number one, the spell it out. Uh, dash mechanic dash game dash jam. <laughs> and not one with a W, it's one with an O. Yeah. And <laughs> I, have a, I have a better idea. Let's put it in the show notes. <laughs> All right, guys. You can find the URL to this sweet ass game jam in the show notes for this episode uh, at airpodcast.com. Uh, or probably just right in the middle of the screen of your favorite podcast app. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think without getting too much into it, uh, enjoy this week's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman, Handmaid's Tale, a little bit about Pixar short uh, movies and some VR stuff. So uh, I think it was a pretty good pretty good episode we, we recorded. So uh, we recorded a few weeks ago. It's here for you now. So... Go make some games on August 4th, and enjoy this uh, episode of the podcast until then. Thank you. No, thank you. Game Dev Right. All right. Hello. Welcome to Game Dev's Quest, once weekly podcast where you join me and Taylor uh, talking about game dev. Yeah. That's a, red, <laughs> that's a red over there. I'm Taylor. Boom, boom, boom. So, uh, how have you been, dude? This is like a rare treat. Twice in one weekend, almost. <laughs> I guess it's Monday night now, but yeah, um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it it does feel odd. Like I know we actually hung out in person on friday uh but i actually feel like i haven't really like seen you or talked to you and i think it's because we missed friday like our usual friday stuff this i week. know yeah i, I kind of felt the same it's like which is, <laughs> it's funny it's like i know what's going on in your life but i kind of don't feel like i know what's going on in your life <laughs> uh yeah i'm doing good though man um have some some cool stuff to talk about i mean this is kind of a rare episode just because we don't normally record any other day than Friday, but I felt like it was worth it to just kind of recap from from our uh, experience we had on Friday and then just kind of talk through some of the normal things we talked through uh, from last week. So, yeah. How are you doing? What's new with you? Oh, I'll tell you what's new with me, Taylor. Project 5. Yeah. Uh, I'm on my uh, my Pixel now currently presently and uh, i'm thrilled to be back in the android community even more thrilled to uh, have made the leap from verizon over to project fi 
So, of course, I'm only on like day two, uh, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes me. Yeah. You'll have to keep me updated because, um, you know, I'm kind of like that super saver guy. I don't like spending money. And I just always felt kind of ripped off with Verizon. I know, like, mm-hmm. they have great coverage and everything, um, at least out here in Oregon. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, we don't hardly ever use data. And we were spending like almost a hundred bucks a month on our two like base smartphones, uh, and only 250 megabytes of data shared between my wife and I, uh, <laughs> we were doing that for like two years. And, um, you know, I, we had Nexus, uh, Nexus seven tablets and I always liked them. Uh, and so we kind of did some research, took the leap and switched over to Google Fi. We both have Nexus 6Ps, which are like basically phablets, and freaking love them, man. And like Google Fi is sweet. Like if if you don't use a lot of data, it's so cheap. Like I have my data pretty much permanently turned off. I only turn it on like every once in a while when like I'm at the store and I forgot, you know, what brand of something I was looking for, or like if I don't have my GPS handy, I'll turn it on for. A minute or two whatever um but i mean we spend our bill now is like 40 bucks a month for phone service and it's like that's crazy (laughs) so yeah i'm really happy with it i like part of what convinced me was like talking to google support versus talking to verizon support it was like when i talked to google i was talking to a real person you know like someone who could sympathize with me and like just yeah. gave me answers that were quick and the right answer, you know, whereas Verizon, right. I don't know how many times I talked to them and they just didn't even know what they were talking about, you know? So I'm really happy yeah. with it. I'm really happy that you jumped on it too. I know a bunch of people that are starting to think about switching, um, which only makes the network stronger, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, well, we'll have to check back in, and I'll let you know. Like, you know, I've, I have a couple, like, hang-ups a little bit. Um, did Bailey get her phone going? She did, yeah. Um, unfor- like, I did have to call somebody for it. It was pretty painless. Yeah. And I ended up having to, like, I ended up, like, having to go onto the Project Fi account, like, online and, like, doing this, and it still wasn't translating to the phone, like, even after having talked to somebody. Um but like I after several resets, you know, just like out of sheer frustration, not knowing else what to do, it finally prompted the phone to like transfer a number. And then it still took her, you know, like five hours or something to get it, which is fine. Yeah. Mine took two minutes, like literally <laughs> two minutes. But <clears throat> it was one of those things that kind of was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, and, and- you know. I think maybe that's part of the reason why I'm I've been so happy with it too is like our rollover process was painless. Like yeah. in the email or whatever I got that gave me instructions on what to do, it said it could be anywhere from like 10 minutes to like a full day or two. And so I was like, "Great, yeah. so maybe I'll be out a phone for like 2 days." But when me and Alia did it, both of ours took less than 10 minutes. So yeah. But I, um well, and what what am I, my hang-ups are like very they don't even matter, but uh like one of them is, you know, I'm a stickler about manufacturer and I've pretty much only bought Motorola in the last like 10 years. Yeah. Um and so I kind of have, bec- have become a little loyal to Motorola, which also make my favorite droids so far anyways. Um, and then Google obviously doesn't have the manufacturing power. So like this, the Nexus, I think it's pronounced, uh, excuse me, it's, uh, manufactured by Huawei. Oh, is that how you say that? Um, I'm always yeah. like, it sounds like Hawaii to me. <laughs> it looks like that. Yeah. yeah but I, I think it's pronounced Huawei. Huh. Interesting. Um, and they're a Chinese company that, you know, they, uh, I think, are on the rise. Like, they used to be pretty much, like, the go-to phone manufacturer for Cricket. Okay. Um, and Bailey had one, and she didn't really have any problems. Um, and I could have been wrong, but I remember reading a long time ago 
that uh, Mitt Romney had a lot of stock in Huawei. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Uh, and then the Pixel, and I don't think he does anymore if he did, and I could have just like read that on some fake news or just made it up in my mind. Right part. Uh, and then the Pixel is manufactured by HTC, whom I've never really liked any of their phones, but I do got to say uh, the Pixel so far is pretty great, and I have no problems with it. I was going to um, say Vive? HTC Vive? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's. I mean, I, I know. It, <laughs> it's funny that it goes with that. But I used to not like any of their phones. Like, I just thought they were, like, kind of cheap, subpar droids. Yeah. Um, they were, like, the budget brand droid, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with budget stuff. I really don't. But, um, but when I was in the real carrier market, not real carrier market, not that Google Fi is, but... <laughs> But it's the, like the big what, five, four or whatever it is. Yeah, I uh, I was committed to just like getting the state of the art phone that I wanted. Obviously, like after it had a little bit of time to work out the kinks, but uh, just because it's like you're married to it for two years with a contract. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's why I got addicted to Motorola. I never had any problems with them, and their warranties were always like pretty solid. As far as customer service goes, I don't want to go too deep into the woods on this. Like, uh, I know that you've had a lot of problems with Verizon customer service, and a lot of people have. Um, I never called Verizon when I had an issue. I would go into a corporate store and talk to somebody, and uh, and you know it takes a little, up a little bit more of your time. But they, I always had people who pulled the strings and just like got done whatever I needed done. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really have any complaints there. My customer service experience with Google so far has been great. Like the person who helped me was like really personable. Yeah, that's how very I feel nice. too. Yeah, you know, and and like you said, it just felt like you were talking to a real person. And I do agree with that. Like, granted, my exposure to Verizon customer service uh, over the phone has been pretty limited. So yeah, I um, I got fed up with going over the phone, so I would do chat. And the good thing with chat is like you could save your conversation, so it's like proof, oh, nice. you know. And so I got in the habit of doing that, and that takes a while, but it's also like you never know what they're gonna say. Like basically, yeah. my thing was that my bill would change, like not not often, but like more than once per year, and I would never know why. And so I'd have to like contact them and have them explain it to me or fix the mistake. And it was just always a pain to, to get it all figured out. Yeah. So I can see that for sure. But um, yeah, we'll have to check in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, for real. Uh, so far I'm, I'm loving the pixel, but of course you saw my, my phone before. <laughs> yeah. Cracked um, up iPhone so, four. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm thrilled to be um, back home on Android. Yeah, for real. So. Well, cool, man. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, let's see. Last week, our challenges we had just a team one and one for me. I failed mine. I did not play I Space Engine. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't have a challenge. We had uh, Mentor Mondays, which we did last Monday. We did. Um, and it's kind of Monday, and we're mentoring <laughs> people about phone carriers. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do want to start trying to make that a regular thing. Um, yeah, that'd be I know great. you're short on time today, but that's kind of why I reached out tonight because I was sort of thinking, you know, it's like I was like, well, if that's yeah. something he wants to do, like I'd be all all for that. So yeah, um, for real. And actually, today I spent like a while reading C sharp stuff, uh, and I got through quite a bit of the uh, R B Whitaker tutorials. I know I've read his book, but it's good just reading yeah. his tutorials is like a refresher. And um, so yeah trying to yeah. hit it hard They're a little bit more brief than the book but they are very thorough yeah for very real. thorough and they so. cover most everything you would need to know at least for getting started yeah. so um well i do want to do a debrief on vr but um i wanted to kind of touch on a couple things from from last week first um sure a couple things was so after mentor monday i think we were streaming it and, or maybe it was uh maybe it was the Friday before that we were streaming some kind of basically mentor Monday material like uh going through some C sharp stuff. Uh we had some people join us that ended up being really cool people. Um and yeah. one of the guys, uh his name is Rockzom, uh started 
his own Twitch stream, and he basically just like recently uh, was inspired to learn how to make games, and he uses a game maker. And man, that dude is like <laughs> almost every day he's streaming from for like three or four hours, and it's just him like making games. Um, yeah, that's cool. And I, um, it must have been Friday when he tuned in. Cause the, the next day I like, um, tuned into his stream that night and like basically just hung out with him for a couple hours and it was just like really fun. And, uh, I was almost like tempted to like at least download a demo of game maker because what he's been mm-hmm. doing is like, um, downloading sprite strips or recreating, uh, sprites of like NES games and trying yeah. to remake them. And he actually has done like quite a few of them. Like he remade uh Duck Hunt. Uh he was at one point he was trying to remake at least a part of Zelda. And like Yeah, I saw that when dude, I was he just, watching his stream. He just like churned them out and he's like, Yeah, I don't really have any experience with this, you know? So it just made it seem like Game Maker would be like super easy. Um, which is, <laughs> I don't want to wrong take... lesson to learn. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm totally invested into unity, but it was, it was, uh, kind of tempting across my mind. Um, but it was fun hanging out with him. I just wanted to shout out Roxom. If you're listening, man. Yeah. He has a great you. stream that was fun to hang out on. Yeah. I've actually been, so. uh, jumping in there, uh, usually like once a day just to like, see what he's doing and and uh say hi he he also uh showed me a couple things about streaming on twitch uh he showed me uh stream labs um mm-hmm. which basically is like kind of like a plug-in for twitch and it yeah. um lets you kind of put notifications up on your screen like when people chat or like if somebody subscribes things like that and so i actually yeah. set that up on our stream uh, the other day and was just kind of playing around with it. It was kind of cool. So yeah, I uh, there was a streaming uh, humble bundle uh, a few months ago and Jason was streaming regularly and we were sort of looking at it and I was trying to get people interested in it and it had like some premium like Streamlabs stuff with it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but nobody cared about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like um, like watching his channel. Um, I think it since it's so small, it, like and he was actually interacting with me and stuff. I just thought it was really cool. Like when I typed something like actually see it, seeing it come up on the stream and then like on his screen. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. So I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool to have on our stream. So set yeah. that up. Um, also had another guy. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Cian Lane. C I A N N L A I N N. Uh, was like, hanging yeah, he out was on and- our, yeah. Yeah. He was on uh, our stream when we did that and he was over at uh Roxon's or whatever that guy's name was too. Yeah. And he's he was pretty cool. He like he's been on Roxon's streams like most of the time that I've been on and and he's always like chatting us up, being like, "Hey, you know, he's like, "Hey Taylor, what's up? <laughs> how how are you? Like what are you working on?" Uh so I just wanted to shout him out. He he uh got me going this week on uh podcast that i've really been enjoying um called coffee with butterscotch and i don't know if you've heard of the game crashlands um Mm. i don't i had never heard of it but it's on steam uh and like several mobile platforms um it's kind of like a crafting kind of game that looks interesting um but they're the studio that they work for it's it's three brothers uh and their studio is called Butterscotch Shenanigans. And, like, they have this podcast, and they're just, like, really goofy guys. Um, it's really a, a funny podcast. Uh, but it's cool, like, seeing, like, getting insight into, you know, how they work, like, what, they, what they're what they doing uh, and everything. So I highly recommend Coffee with Butterscotch if you want to take a listen. Um, and, cool. uh, Cian Lane recommended that to me. So I've been like totally just binging on it, uh, this Sweet. week. So yeah, check it out. Uh, and one more shout out. Sorry, I'm going Do on it. forever. Uh, so I, I had a stream going up for one of the 
I was trying to get back into Pixel Dailies, and I still want to. But I was doing uh, Pixel Daily. Uh, it was King, and I decided to do a Skeleton King uh, kind of image art. Uh, and yeah, I, I saw that. I, I like started it at work and uh, on my lunch break, and then that night wanted to finish it. So I decided to stream it, and I had like several people that were in the room for most of the time, but uh, this one guy hung out with me for like the entire time. He went by Pixel Pile Driver, and uh, he's like just hanging out with me, like joking around, like you know we were joking about like anatomy and stuff, like names of bones and everything, and just having a good time. And yeah, and then. Eventually, you know, I ask him, like, if he does any pixel art, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I actually, like, do it professionally. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, and I was like, well, do you have any, like, any of your work you can show me? And he's like, oh, here, yeah, check out my blog. Uh, it's kirkbarnett.blogspot.com. And, like, if you click on that link, like, guy has legit art. And here he was, like, hanging out oh, with me, shit. just, like, scrubbing it up, dude. Uh, <laughs> so it was really cool. He was, uh, at first he was just kind of joking around, but I think once I found out that he was a professional, uh, he was, like, giving me pointers and stuff. And uh, he was like, hey, man, if you ever want to, like, hang out again sometime, like, I can I can show you some things and, like, give you some pointers and stuff. So it was oh, just, cool. like, so nice. And, like, the fact that he'd spin his own time just like watching me just flounder around you know it was it just felt really cool yeah. uh i think he's on twitter right like i uh, think i've seen, seen his stuff yeah we there. we've uh i followed him after that um he said he doesn't post too often on twitter but hmm. uh he does stream Looking at sometimes. his blog here dude he's got some great stuff yeah dude i know I, like at first when he when he said oh yeah i do some pixel art like you know if you just meet some random person and you ask them if they do pixel art and they say yes it's probably not going to be that good i mean right i don't know <laughs> but, so then he shows it to me and i'm like holy crap dude this guy has like a reel you know he has like a whole uh yeah it's portfolio really good dude so <laughs> i just scrolled all the way to the bottom i'm just like oh yeah. my god yeah i was i was blown away by it so i just thought that was really cool and wanted to shout him out so Check out his stuff. If you cool. guys are looking for a pixel artist, hire him. He's a pretty cool guy. Anyways, um, that's it for my shout-outs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did uh, one other thing. I'll just keep talking. Is uh, This week I finished the Brick Breaker section of the Udemy course, um, which was pretty nice. rewarding. Um it was it was pretty cool. Like they threw in a lot of little things, um, like they even got you going with uh, particle effects in Unity, which was pretty cool. Um, oh, great! And what I decided to do was so this week Allie is going to a, another conference. She'll be in Canada for the week, and uh, so this week I plan on like trying to recreate it without watching the videos. Uh, just on my own nice. to see good goal you know how well I've learned it um, and so far I have kind of like a base for it I don't have any scripting but I've done like most of the artwork and stuff for it um, so I'm trying to to do that because you know you sit there and you watch these videos and like you're following along but I don't know once you once it's you driving and you're not just listening to what they say you're like, crap, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's good to get in and practice. And I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm feeling this stale feeling. I don't know if you're feeling that way, where I'm like just kind of plateauing. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just been uh, overwhelming with um, I've been having to practice a lot of music and trying to like keep up on my Japanese. And um, work has just been kind of out of control and on top of that like i may be i may be garnering some more responsibilities at work here shortly which is uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of counterproductive for everything else i have going on but yeah i kind of i haven't necessarily felt the plateau i mean i guess like maybe in terms of like my 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 
skills and my practice and stuff. But in terms of my interest, um, I feel like I'm about as strong as I have been, you know, like maybe since like right after the game jam. Um, yeah. Well, I definitely and I'm, feel highly interested too. I'm, I feel plateauing in like my productivity, you know? Yeah. My productivity is like, yeah, not that high. <laughs> um, and I'd like it to be higher. Yeah. Well, we have, we've been like having kind of a hard that. time connecting too. I feel like at least during yeah. the week. And so it's hard to like work on our stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get this to change soon Yeah, uh, because I definitely want to be able to get back on the bandwagon. I just, Oh man, it's feast or famine sometimes. So we take it as it comes and we do our best and, uh, podcast will never suffer for it. (laughs) Right. Uh, just our productivity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll always keep making the podcast because I think that that keeps us at least consistent and uh yeah i agree we could always just bs about video games <laughs> so yeah. even if we're not making many like <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah well yeah that's kind of yeah, what i was uh, gonna say what were you what were you gonna talk about oh well yeah i just um going back to like kind of this week i you know we were talking about streaming a little bit i i did a little bit of streaming myself um Last weekend, after we podcasted some time, I had a little bit of free time before running off to do some things. Um, and I sat down and streamed my playthrough of Abzu, which we've talked about. Yeah. And I don't think I've talked about this yet on the podcast, because I think I did it after the last time we podcast last week. Yeah. Um, right? Like, have we talked about this? No. I don't think so. Oh. Well, I know you. you well, talked I talked about, about it a little bit. You talked about it um, as far as like getting Briefly, it on the I, PlayStation I, subscription or whatever. Yeah, I sort of I had played about 15 minutes when we had talked about it last. Yeah. Um, so I actually just like went and did did a whole playthrough in one sitting, uh, and streamed it on Twitch and probably had at one point like maybe 20 to 25 people watching. Oh dang. Um. Yeah, which kind of surprised me. But I guess it's like, you know, one of those games people probably just want to look at, at least briefly. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, I I got to say, like, I had a freaking blast playing that game. It was so simple. So simple, yet uh, super beautiful. And, um, you know, there was never a moment where I was just like, eh, I wish I wasn't playing this right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like by time, by time you start feeling that you're kind of whisked off to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a little bit of like fun and just like swimming around when you get to these open areas where you can explore and you can grab onto fish and swim around with the fish and uh, do all that sort of thing. And I, I streamed it all the way through. It probably took me maybe four hours to beat. And uh, I got to say, like there was some part, like there's no dialogue in the game at all. There's no, no t- like storyline text. You just play. Um, and you know, the storyline is conveyed through action and, um, and things like that, little cutscenes. Yeah. And I got to say, like, there was a part, there was a part of the game that just like, you know, almost had me in tears. Cause it was Dang. just like, Oh no, like, <laughs> you know, and, and there were some really epic parts as well. And very, uh, some parts that like kind of got my heart up and, and things like that. And I got to say, anybody who's interested in just a, a fun little playthrough experience, it's kind of it reminds me of like a little art exhibit almost. That's awesome. Um, you know, where you start you start at the beginning and you walk through, and when you're done, you probably don't need to walk through it again unless you <laughs> you know I mean unless you're an art dude and want to see some more of it. I might go back through because there's a couple things I missed. Um, but uh, really great game, and I had a fun time streaming it. Um, That's you awesome. know, like I said, there's probably 20, 25 people, but there was like one or two who were kind of interested in, in what was going on with it and asked questions about it and all that sort of thing. So I had a lot nice, of fun. Man. It's super beautiful. Go check it out. It's uh, called Abzu. Yeah. I, I was going to say really quick um, on that note, because I feel like, I mean, be, like I studied film in college and right. a lot of what grips me um, isn't necessarily dialogue. Like they always talked about how certain films will um, rely a lot on just actions on the screen to tell the story. 
And I feel like a lot yeah. of times with the audience that we have <laughs> in today's age, like you have to just be spoon fed, like what what's happening in the story, you know, for everyone to really get it. And so I feel like, yeah. I mean, I haven't played Abzu. It looks beautiful, but the fact that there's yeah. no, no words, like really, yeah. <laughs> it really just tells me that it's a good game because it can tell the whole story without having any words, you know? It's like, right. like a lot of uh, animated films, you know, a lot of animated shorts especially, they tell the whole story without words. And some of those are like my favorites, right. you know, Look like at the... any of the beginning pixel, uh, excuse Pixar. me, uh, Pixar. Yeah, movies. exactly. Uh, those are all great examples yep. and of movies that tell stories without a single line of dialogue. Yeah, dude. And those, I feel like are worth studying. Um, when, oh, when yeah. you're, when you're learning how to craft a story and how to tell it through a medium like film or game or games, you know? Um, yeah, because a lot can be a lot can be said without actually saying anything. You know. Well, and those are prime examples because you're taking master filmmakers already. Yeah. And they're literally just distilling down the essence of their of of a of a little story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but how many freaking ones of those have you watched that you experienced the full gamut of emotions in eight and a half minutes? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you know, like the, my favorite one is the one that they aired at the beginning of Up, which Up is probably my favorite Pixar movie. It's it's just so amazing. Yeah, and one. the one that they aired before that was The Clouds. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on that one. I do. I know. I I've seen it. it. Has a name. Um, and it's it's called partly cloudy. Oh or, yeah. No. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I do remember this one. This one's great. Oh yeah, and the storks. Remember? Yeah yeah. And I forgot I'm all about right this now. one. I won't watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and the stork like keeps bringing him a baby and stuff and yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep that's that is my favorite one. I keep thinking of the one that that just came out or maybe not well it's probably been a year or two but it's the one where like the crab uh you're on like the, oh, the yeah, ocean shore that's and like such the crab. a good one that just came out. Okay, it did. All right, I wasn't yeah. making that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, dude. Those, okay, the graphics in that one are insane. Piper. Piper. Piper yeah. Oh, with dude. The bird. Love that one. Um, Fuck, that was such a good <laughs> one, dude. I okay, that's probably the best one they've ever made. Because not only look at how fucking beautifully rendered that is. Oh my is. god, like, it looks like a real beach, dude. I don't even. <laughs> dude, it does. The, <laughs> the water and like look at the reflections of like the birds as they're running on the sand. It's I like, know, holy dude. Crap. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Kudos I, to these guys. Seriously. I don't have many DVDs, but I do have uh, all of the Pixar shorts up to a certain, maybe like 2013 or 14 uh, on DVD. And it's worth pulling out and just watching sometimes. Yeah. But I love, I yeah. love animated movies in general. Um, all the Pixar movies are yeah. really good. I agree with that. I guess going off this while we're here, I guess I'll just drop this in. I also uh, watched Wonder Woman, which uh, was pretty great. Um, I'm not going to say it's the best movie that was ever made, but thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, most of the reviews uh, written by sane-minded people who like are not like butt-hurt, whiny men's rights activists uh, are like pretty spot on with it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard really good things about it, and I also heard that uh, the lead actress Gal Gadot was pregnant during shooting that movie, which is just crazy to think uh, about. Yeah, uh, I know that just like blew my mind. I was like, "Dude, good for you, honey!" Like, yeah, that's seriously. fucking crazy. Yeah, like not only did I think like she surpassed a lot of expectations with her portrayal of the role. Yeah, um, and there's some like great shots. And what's funny is like that weekend we had just played Verdun. Yeah, <laughs> and and then I went and watched the movie, which uh, the backdrop of the movie is World War One. Oh, really? 
Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. And there's a no man's land scene <laughs> where I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like I was just here. <laughs> uh, I I firsthand witnessed this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty crazy. They do a really good job of like painting the horrors of of war in that scene. Um, but uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The music was well done. Uh, some of the the fights were pretty epic. Uh, I thought the uh, the plot was. It was pretty spot on. There were some cheese moments, but like you kind of expect that with superhero stuff. Um, but yeah, well, I was I was I was thoroughly surprised, and I encourage anybody um, to go see it. I I think it's DC's best movie. I mean, Man of Steel was fine, but uh, Batman vs Superman was kind of a letdown, even though it was enjoyable. Uh, you know, as far as like an action um, popcorn spectacle, I, I it was fine. You know, I took my my. Uh, one of my brothers who has special needs to go see it. And he was just like floored by Batman versus Superman. So it's like, you know, you can't talk all shit about it. Cause it seems like kids like it and, and, and uh, that sort of thing. And I, I didn't have a bad time. I'm not going to say it was a great, great movie, but yeah, um, that's still on my I, watch. This list. is easily. Yeah. It's... it's kind of, it's hard. I don't know. Like the older I get, the less I really want to watch a movie. That's like three hours long. Um Yeah. Yeah, and it's like three hours, and hearing that it's just kind of like mediocre, it's like, well, someday. I go see. It's weird because I go back and forth because I do agree with that. I'm like, all right, cut thirty minutes of this movie, you know. And it's funny, like listening to people. Like uh, one of my favorites is Scott Mosher on Smodcast. Um, he, he they're talking about like Dark Knight Rises, and they're like, you know, you could have just started the movie when they blew up the bridges and uh, <laughs> gone to this. And, and, and Kevin, his co-host, is like. So the movie could have just like been the climax, and he's like, "Yeah, like give me an hour, and I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> well, that one was definitely my least favorite of that trilogy, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if any other Batman trilogy or movie will be able to beat. Uh, shoot. No, yeah. Uh, uh, Batman Begins was like so well, good. Ba- I mean, is Batman Begins your favorite, or is uh, the yeah. Dark Knight your favorite? Yeah, Batman Begins is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for origin stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really did like that movie, but like that movie was great. And then I saw the Dark Knight, and that was the last movie I've seen in theaters like multiple times. Um. Yeah. Uh. Sh- I saw Interstellar three or four times, and <laughs> Force Awakens twice, Rogue One twice. All right, well, <laughs> um, but yeah, Dark Knight I saw probably like five times. <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I uh, it's just not my favorite. I probably think it's the best made. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's probably the best made. But uh, Batman Begins, I don't know. This just holds a special place in my heart because I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, I didn't. I never did. The weird thing was I didn't even know that it came out. And then I watched. It I on remember DVD. it came out because because my stepbrother is just like he's obsessed with Batman. It's his like favorite thing ever. Um, and so when it came out, it was a big deal. And I remember seeing commercials with like the new Batmobile, and I was like, eh, I'm kind of over Batman. Well, and one day it was just I caught it on cable, and uh, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like what is like what is this? <laughs> and then I realized it was Batman, and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Well, dude, you're so, like, when that series came out, you're so used to, like, the goofy kind of Batman, like, you know. Yeah. And and he changes all the time. Like, George Clooney was Batman at one point. And then you get to... Yeah, it was hard to keep up You with. get to Christian Bale, and he's like, where is he? You know, like, going crazy. Where are the other drugs? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so dark that it... Oh, I loved it. But... Yeah. I don't know. I, I um, wasn't a big fan of the last one. I it was worth watching once, but I don't know if I need to watch it yeah. ever again. The right. I love Tom Hardy, uh, so that's why it was worth seeing for me. I don't think his performance was anything crazy, but you know, just that one scene, it really reminded me of like, uh, you know, the lightsaber fight and like Empire Strikes Back. There's like no music oh, yeah. in it, and the scene where he just fucking clubs Batman to <laughs> fucking halfway to death and there's no music just yeah. the sounds of the beating yeah. <laughs> I was like oh Jesus yeah. <laughs> yeah I my biggest complaint and maybe I don't know I didn't really like the way that they made his voice sound and that's probably really nitpicky 
but I just didn't feel like it was all that fitting. Well, you know, what's funny is, see, a lot of people didn't, but I look at it and I look at an actor like Tom Hardy, whom I, I just like happen to like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I go, oh, there's a brave choice. Yeah. And while I might not like it, it's like <laughs> I have respect for it yeah. because he, he takes that and he just owns it. Yeah, you know real. what I mean? And now it's an iconic voice. Yeah. Like everybody knows the Bane voice from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, well, it's just kind of funny, like pairing it up to Christian Bale, Christian Bale's like freaking brutal scream voice. Uh, yeah. And then you have Bane who, like, as you said, just completely crushes Batman. And then his voice is like, you know, a er- early 20th century, like capitalist from Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Uh, this is weird. Like, he should have been in his knickers, like, whatever, you know, with his arms, uh, you know, facing out, like, ready to duke you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like, shall we go around to fisty cuffs? Yeah. How about you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to be playing Queensberry rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but anyways. God, that's funny. Yeah, I will say actually, Christian Bale's voice in Batman Begins is pretty tolerable, and then you get to Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I'm just like, all right, dude, they should have done what they did in Arrow, and give him like the voice modulator, which sounds badass in Arrow, dude. (laughs) Well, see, I liked it, but it's probably because um, I especially at that time, I think Dark Knight came out in 2008. I was like into metal like really hard. Yeah, for real. You're like, dang, for real. Yeah, should just have his own metal band. <laughs> I did. I wonder if that's been done. Oh, I'm like sure people just has, taking his dude. lines and putting it to music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, what was that band? Uh, K Ninus. Yeah. Had the their lead singer was a pit bull. <laughs> like <laughs> anything you can imagine has been made into a metal band. Like what's the yeah. baby metal or whatever from Japan, dude? Like they they have everything. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, okay, jumping away from yeah. this real quick, I do want to briefly touch on one more thing I watched, uh, which I just started this weekend, actually. It's called uh, Handmaid's Tale. Um, it's a movie? or Maybe a... you've heard of it? No, I haven't. It's a show. Oh, it's a show. Handmaid's Tale. On Hulu. And uh, anyway, I'll give you the brief Ooh, rundown version. Okay. You... I have heard of this. It's kind of creepy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes place in like a near future where there's been like a fundamentalist Christian overtaking of the United States. Uh Um, They're no longer the United States of America. Women have no rights. And in fact, it's this like gradual thing. Like think about V for Vendetta, how the um, how the power in the UK like slowly takes over with the the fear of like terrorist attacks and biological attacks. So there's all these things happening and people are really scared. And so I think I'm not totally done yet. I got a couple more episodes, but the uh, the government like slowly gives power to this like fundamentalist Christian militia group, um, who slowly just like keep changing the laws, keep changing the laws, and like you know one day like the main character she's having a flashback and it's like she goes to buy some coffee and the barista is like a fucking asshole to her and her debit card's been declined and she goes and looks and all of her funds have been frozen because women aren't allowed to own property anymore. And then the next day she's at work and like her boss comes out and is like, I'm really sorry, everybody, but uh, ladies, you need to pack up and go. Don't ask any questions. It's for your safety as much as mine. Just go. And all the women in the city like are filing out of the buildings one by one with armed guards everywhere. Um, And it takes place in a future where fertility rates have dropped. Um, This is just a number that I'm throwing out, but I've, I've, I've attached it just for the sake of explaining it to people. But um, uh, fertility rates have dropped to like one in 1000. Um, you have like you, your chance of getting pregnant is like one in 1000. And then not only that, like your chance of having a, a healthy baby born are like really low. So these fundamentalist Christians take over and they pretty much enslave all women. They round up all women who have uh, a record of having a birth. And they turn them into what they call handmaids and they like literally torture them and brainwash them to be these subservient, meek things that then live in the elite's households and once a month um, are like forced to breed 
with the man like while his wife is like holding her <laughs> god it's really fucking bizarre but a very very hypnotic fucking look into a dark future um i recommend it to anybody who's a fan of science fiction i lo- i recommend it especially for anybody who's into dystopian fiction um it's very 1984 um but in a good way i hated 1984 this uh, like surpasses it in so many ways um I've never read the book. It's based on a book, but the show itself is beautifully shot. They use colors very well. Uh, I'm thinking like M. Night Shyamalan level color usage here. Um, yeah, the vibe I got, like, I think I've just seen the like a preview of it before, maybe like once. And Alia was like, oh, I really want to watch that. But it kind of looked freaky to me. Uh, it, it's not scary. It, well, yeah, the it's idea not scary is at all. scary, I guess, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, for real, dude. And you can't help but ask yourself, like, oh, shit. Like, okay, do I have to drop plan if this starts happening? Like, how do I get out? Because all these people didn't think it would come to that. Yeah. And here she is years later as a handmaid. Yeah. Or a handmaid. Right. And um, it's, uh, it's pretty fucking good, dude. I've got, like, two or three episodes left in the season. It's on Hulu. I think you can watch it for free with ads. Um. And I highly recommend it. It is hypnotic. The music choice is pretty good. The, and the story is haunting. Yeah. There are some parts that are absolutely terrifying. And I, I like had my fists just clenched and my heart racing up. And I was like, just, oh, God, if I was there, I would beat all these people to death. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but the the power is stacked against all these people. They have no option. Yeah. Um, but to live their lives this way. And it's just, it's kind of horrifying in that way. Yeah. And uh, I've, uh, yeah, it's. I've been calling it the documentary about uh, Mike Pence's uh, <laughs> dream nation. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah, not not but, only Mike um, Pence. There's lots of them. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. it's fucked up. Yeah, I got like a. I won't waste too much more time talking. I was gonna just say I got like a vibe like the village, and so like the fact that you. Yeah, well, because they use the same color scheme, right? Oh, okay. Like the handmaids, like all wear red. Yeah, yeah. The handmaids all wear red, and then the the wives they're called the Rachels based off of, I don't know, whatever book that is in the Bible, where well, Rachel looked unto Jacob and said, give me a baby or oh, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so the wives of these elite commanders are all called Rachel's. Then they have these, uh, these like maids who are called Martha's. And then the handmaids are handmaids. Um, and the handmaids all wear red. The Rachel's all wear like green. Um, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's not scary at all. Um, but it is very haunting and intense. For real, man. So anybody uh, who's interested should go check that out. It's on Hulu. Well, cool. So let's uh, let's debrief a little bit on VR here. Because uh, yeah. we had a cool episode, I feel like, last time. Oh, so uh, fun. I had a blast. I, had, I was I was really bummed when it was like time to go, know. <laughs> you know, and like the bar closed and we we're like still recording yeah. and stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. Well, first off, um, tell me a little bit about the the night after on Saturday, because you know we went and we played. Yeah. Uh, we had a really good time on on Friday. Uh, I had like a all day binge session on VR for my first experience, and it was freaking awesome. Um, yeah. But I want to hear it because it sounded like what they were doing was like a a racing kind of game and yeah. he built like a full yeah. rig for it so i i'm sad i missed that yeah so uh the game was project cars which uh, i think a lot of people are familiar with uh you can race iconic cars on iconic uh famous racetracks um and like you said he developed a, a full rig for it which was uh sorry luna's acting up um he developed a full rig for it. It's a race car seat with a steering wheel, shifter, pedals. And um, you sit in the seat, wear the VR goggles over your head, and you race on these tracks. And I think we, I was talking with Jeff, who you guys have probably heard on our podcast, uh, who runs the VR studio. He... Um, he likes Project Cars because it draws a very 
um, it, it draws the best from the simulation racing games, but also the arcade racing games. So the realism isn't super high, but it's pretty accurate, you know? Um, and in fact, there with the VR headset, dude, it was pretty other otherworldly when you're coming around a corner and the sun is just blasting in your eyes and you can't see anything. <laughs> um, I will say I had a freaking blast doing this and anybody who's interested should get down to... Uh, to Capital Tap Room when they do this. They're going to be doing these uh, racing events once a month. And damn it, it was so fun. They had special beers uh, on tap specifically for this. Um, but if you get motion sick like I do, uh, which is the only drawback I've had, and I don't want to deter people from doing this, but it's I got I to gotta say, because did you ever get any motion sickness from the VR at all? Yeah. I, um, I don't know if I talked about this last time. I did... Uh... No. Well, I did Google Earth in VR. Oh, which I yeah. Think I talked about. And that was just like it was mind-blowing. I feel like I could sit there and do that for hours, but like the way that it like flew me in really fast when I was like zooming in from space onto a place and then like the angling uh kind of threw me off. So I felt a little woozy yeah. there. But then the other thing I was talking yeah. last time about how like the more cartoony games like felt better. And I played another game. I don't know what it was called, but it was very realistic. Like um, you're kind of on the coast and there's like a lighthouse and you're kind of walking through this rocky part and like going in these caves and stuff. And it was very realistic looking. And that one also made me feel really, that was the worst one to be honest. I felt I actually had to take a break for a while, like maybe maybe an yeah. hour before I felt like ready to go back into, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, and I I think that, that that's a common problem. Like I don't know how many yeah. people experience that, but I have listened to several podcasts with VR developers, and even the, some of the developers experience that. And you can imagine, yeah, as they're refining this craft, like. <laughs> Some things are going to work better than others, and when you get on one that doesn't work well, like it, it'll make you feel pretty bad. <laughs> so yeah, um, for sure. And I will admit to having gotten motion sickness from playing regular games, regular console games, and regular computer games. Oh, yeah. Like I can't really play Portal. Yeah. Oh yeah. At all. I've heard that a lot too, and I felt that way when I first started playing Half Life Two. Yeah, I felt that same. I way. had to change the, uh, I changed the POV, but Half Life Two was actually one of those where I, I literally the way I beat it the first time, and I remember this. I was in high school, and uh, Dresden Files was on the Sci Fi Channel, and uh, every night I would, um, I would, nine o'clock Dresden Files came on for like two episodes, and I would play Half Life on my computer while watching Dresden Files on my TV, because that's what kind of a weirdo I am. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I would do like three things at once, which is like even weirder. Yeah. Like um, at the same time you were practicing guitar probably. Yeah, I do it for oh, real. I have a guitar next to me all the time, even yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but I could literally only play Half-Life for about 90 minutes or so before I had to stop. Yeah. And so I played the game in about an hour to 90 minute increments. Um, I found out later changing the POV helped quite a bit yeah. <clears throat> with that one, but there's some other games that just it never it never helped, and um, and that's fine. I've kind of come to grips with that, but it was a huge drawback in this. And I will say I was really surprised the first time I did VR that I never experienced that. You know, doing the H3, the horses hand, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades yeah. thing or whatever, uh, whatever it's called. I don't know. Um, the gun one, and then. And then doing the lab and the bow and arrow stuff, like I was really surprised that I didn't feel it. But of course, like why would I? Like it feels like really organic. Um, but doing the cars thing like fucked me up, dude. And I, like I said, I had this was the most fun I've ever had doing VR. Um, I had a blast. I was uh, I think can, like one of the top ranked racers in both races that I did. Um, I think I could have got first place on my second course, but uh, I broke the rig and he had to like reset it up, oh, shoot. Uh, which is a real bummer. <laughs> yeah, I think I could have had the top lap time what, on that one happened? and the top overall time. Uh, I, dude, so I come around. So 
this game is super great, super realistic, and a lot of people were bitching about the sensitivity of it. But it's like you got to realize, like you're in a race the problem car. is, is like you're not feeling the g forces. Yeah. yeah, you're in a race car, and you're not feeling the g forces like you would be in real life. So people aren't steering like they should be, like in real life. They're oversteering, and then they're overcorrecting yeah. when they start losing control. Yeah, um, and then they're every you, they're. Game. <laughs> Yeah, and they're not, like, using the brakes right. They're not using the gas right. So, like, once I locked into this stuff, dude, and the second course was a fast course. And if you corner right, you come off the last corner, and you're flying. <laughs> you're flying. And I figured out the course. It got going really good, and I nailed, like, a just a great course. And I uh, I come around on the last lap, and he's like, 101, which had beat the fastest lap time at that point by, like, 15 seconds. Dang. And I was like, oh, this is it, dude. I'm going to hit 58 seconds on this. I know it. And I come around the first corner, and I'm I'm just hitting it perfect, and I'm pumping the brakes. I've got good control, and I'm riding that sweet spot right on the brakes. I'm not slamming them down, but I'm not letting up too light. And the fucking brake pedal system, the way it's set up, you just have <laughs> you to see a picture of it. It just came loose. <laughs> Yeah, it just came loose, Dang. and I couldn't reach the pedals anymore. Oh, so he had to reset them up for me. Um, both times that I, uh, both times that I, um, raced, I got super nauseous. I had to take a big break. In fact, they uh, they instated the barf bucket as a staple of the racing rig, <laughs> uh, just because of the green face that I had. Did anybody throw up? Um, uh, I was probably the one who came the closest. Like I, I mean, literally after the first lap, you do four laps, and after the first one, I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, "How big of a loser am I going to look like if I've been bragging about this for weeks, like <laughs> wanting to do this and looking forward to it, and then just taking the visor off on my second lap?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but I fought through it. Uh, it was really hard, and but you know, third and fourth lap, I just like had to shut my brain off. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, you're in this for the long haul. And as soon as I get the thing off, I'm like dripping in sweat, dude. Just like, uh, I took everything I had not to hurl, but they moved the barf bucket. And they're like, from now on, guys, it's on the right. If you got to hurl, it's on the right. Don't miss the bucket. <laughs> uh, I probably would have had a hard time, um, man, because I get, I get car sick pretty easily. So I'm sure. Well, and I started thinking, like, if I had just done the – if. After the experience I had with it and getting better at driving the cars, like I'll be excited to do it again. Yeah. Because my biggest issue was like if I was steering poorly and was like losing control and like wobbling and fishtailing and stuff, like all of that sort of like spinny, sharp, turny stuff. Yeah. Um, was just a little much for me, and especially because your body is anticipating all these movements and that you're not yeah, moving at all. You don't. I know it's kind of weird. It's yeah. And uh, the reason for that is because uh, there are poisons in the wild that our bodies have adapted to that uh, mess up our body's um, sensory input about like where our limbs are moving and how we're moving in relation to them. Mm -hmm. um, and when we get those poisons and start feeling that way, our body's first instinct is to reject those poisons, a.k.a. probably vomit yeah. uh, because you probably ate something. And so that's why motion sickness, you get nauseous. Huh. It's crazy. I learned that on the How Stuff Works, <laughs> uh, or excuse me, the uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast. Yeah, nice. Really great yeah. podcast. Awesome. But uh, <laughs> I'd encourage you maybe next month come come down and try it out because it's, uh, you know, if you do one race and you hate it, you hate it. Yeah. But at least you know. And I honestly, even though I had a rough time, it uh, was the most fun I've had doing VR yet. That's cool. Now, let me ask you this. I know we talked about it a little bit, but. If you were to have bigger space in your house, or even or even now, I guess maybe if you could set it up in like your parent, your in-laws' house or something, do you like VR enough to to put eight hundred dollars into it and buy it? Uh, if I could afford that, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. Like if I like, let's say I just had like enough money lying around to get set up, like yeah, I would in a heartbeat. Yeah, I had a I had a um, bunch of people, because um, obviously like. It's it's something so new that I felt like I had to tell people that I did it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm the same way, dude. I'm out there like preaching, yeah, you know, like, like spreading this gospel. They're like, "Oh, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I played VR." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, dude, you heard me when on the podcast when I came back after that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I t I've told everyone that it's like the first time that I've ever played video games all over. Yeah. Again. Oh, it's true though. Uh, but I had a lot of people ask me that, and, and especially knowing 
Uh, well, actually, one of the questions I got a lot was, uh, uh, oh, so are you going to start developing games for VR now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be cool. I actually, you know, me being ignorant, don't think it'd be that much different uh, than like your normal workflow. But obviously without having a headset to test with, like, it seems like it'd be pretty yeah. impossible. We'll see. And that would be the way to do it, though, if you wanted to get into it, yeah. is to be able to buy a headset and the setup and use it as like a tax write-off. Oh, dude. For like a, for a game dev business. That's true. Oh, you got me thinking now, Rhett. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Like, I'd totally be down on that. Like, it's just a matter of money, yeah. you know? Like, um, you know, and that's like my one caveat. Yeah. It's like, obviously, I don't just have $800 just floating around that I could drop on it. I mean... Yeah, uh, I'm an idiot who bought a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of my coworkers too today, uh, we were talking because you know E3 is going on. And they revealed yeah, the uh, Xbox One X. Uh, Lame. <laughs> and so he's we're talking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I've been debating about getting a Nintendo Switch." He's like, "Are you gonna get a console?" And I'm not much of a console gamer in general, so this might not not be the best answer to it but i was like well if i were to to drop you know five hundred dollars or more on something related to gaming it's not going to be a console it's going to be a vr headset you know well you know you can get a console for way less than five hundred dollars well sure like all the new ones are usually like right around there but dude you could i i bought my used ps4 for 200 on craigslist yeah no, I know. And I bet you could get one even less than that now. Like, not encouraging you to go out and buy no, one I, if you're not I, interested, but I'm just saying, like... I mean, I have my, my RetroPie. That's all the console I need. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> boy. But, uh... Repping that old school. Yeah, dude. But, uh... I, I think it was more in relation to, like, oh, you know, like, the new Xbox is going to be, like, 600 bucks or something. Lime. And I was like, yeah. eh, I'll just get a VR headset if I was going to pay that amount, so... Yeah, I can't even keep up with all the consoles, dude. Like, I, I mean, I got the PS4, and I'm, like, super happy to have upgraded to it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be here for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to jump ship right away. And I wish these game developers knew it, because it's like they're just looking for more income on their stuff. But it's like, just make a fucking good product that it's like, sticks around, dude. Like, the NES, I mean, granted, is the first and only, but fucking 10 years before there was a new one. Yeah. Um, And I know that, like playstation has sort of like endorsed like a 10-year lifespan for all of their consoles but like fuck when did the playstation 4 even come out <laughs> now that it's like supposedly there might be a new one yeah. like they're not gonna let xbox release a fucking whatever yeah. and not have an answer to that right i mean well it, they i mean it goes by fast i don't i don't know the exact year that uh the xbox one came out but i remember some someone saying oh yeah that's been out for like I don't know, five years or something. I was like, "What?" Yeah, twenty thirteen, yeah, I guess. 2013. Yeah. What fuck. the heck, dude? That's crazy. Um, I guess that is fucking so, crazy. I don't know. The thing, the thing for me, and maybe, I don't know. Like they were, they were talking about the the different uh, games that were coming out for the Xbox One X, and it was like, all right, there are forty four new titles for launch, twenty two of which will be available on other platforms uh the other 22 are only on xbox one x of those 22 21 of them are post-apocalyptic shooters <laughs> it's like what lame uh, i don't know if that was, someone was being facetious or what but i it would not surprise me like and and that's the thing i feel like with triple a games is they all just now to me they all just run together i can't remember what any of them are like they're all basically just call of duty with yeah which is look to them yep yep i have no problem saying that dude i agree wholeheartedly so and plus i would rather support smaller indie devs who are aspiring to yeah to for sure cool things you know for sure and there are indie devs making great things for console i mean i'm glad i picked up abzu on this thing i mean i know i got it for free but yeah. um but uh, I ha I couldn't imagine playing it on the PC after playing it on the, my console on the big old screen and all yeah. that. So um, glad I did that. Um, and I have a couple other games I'm I'm interested in playing. I finally picked up The Last Guardian, which is uh, the reason I got the PlayStation 4. 
Uh, it's like kind of made by the same people who made Ico and also Shadow of the Colossus, which are two Ooh, of my favorite yeah. games. Um, so I'm interested in playing that. And anybody who wants to watch, I might be I'll might be streaming it this week or next week or something. I'm gonna try and make a little event out of cool. it. Uh, so yeah, but what? Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you got anything else you want to say? I think we should start yeah, wrapping this up. Yeah, we probably should. Um, no, you know, this week, I mean, I should talk to you more about our plans because I'll have a lot of free time uh, since I'll be a single man for the week. What day does she leave? She leaves tomorrow at 4 a.m. But uh, oh, damn, dude. My plan was if you're busy um, this week, I want to try to hit the uh, brick breaker, the one that I'm making hard, and I yeah. plan on streaming like the whole process, cool. which would be kind of fun. Um, so I might yeah. just do that every night for like four hours and see what happens. But if you wanted to, uh, get together, I mean, Join again, in. Friday I'll have, I have Friday off. Um, so we could try to do like a game jam kind of a thing. <laughs> if you wanted to try that, that might be fun. Uh, even if it's, yeah, we'll have to play it by short, ear, but yeah, yeah, no, that'd be fun. Yeah. Let's uh, stay in touch about it and figure it out. Like I said, like work, uh, I could be facing a huge uptick in responsibility here in the next day or two. Yeah. Um, so, which might start interfering with certain things, but, uh, you never know. Um, it could go the opposite way, but let's uh, stay in touch. Let's figure that out. Cause, uh, that'd be fun. For real, man. Be vigilant. Cool. Well, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about or are you ready to go? Well, I think, uh, we can wrap it up. We can do challenges later. <laughs> yeah. I don't got a challenge for you. I'm really sorry. I'm challenging myself to make Brick Breaker. I challenge you, Rhett, to uh, to try to do game something game dev related every day, which I, you probably do anyways. So. I, I'll do my best. <laughs> just for you, bro. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, cool. Thanks a lot, yeah, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for... As always, what? You go. I, I was going to do it, but you, <laughs> you take care of it, bro. I will this time, bro. I appreciate yeah. it, bro. <laughs> courteous Bro. around here um <laughs> <laughs> i did win the courteous award always... in high school <laughs> every year that's every true year dude. i won the courteous award <laughs> i won the humor award every year you did ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, see good team yeah for real bro <laughs> i'll courteously laugh at every single one of your jokes <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> anyways um well, thanks for listening this week, guys. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at GameDevsQuest. And we're also, um, you can email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. Um, we appreciate any and all feedback. We're trying to build a community and uh, get you all involved in what we're doing. Check out our Twitch channel as well. We're twitch.tv slash GameDevsQuest. Um, it looks like, it sounds like we're going to be streaming some uh, some this week since Taylor's got some free time. So You know it. Uh check out all that and more and of course drop us a, a rate and review on itunes or your favorite podcast platform very cool well thanks for sticking with us guys we hope you have a good week thanks Cue it, bro Cue that yeah. music <laughs>